to school, JR. I want to go all the way back to grammar school. Chris Stratus is a non, a, a happy camper, oh. I'll tell you that. Maybe I want to go all the way back to kindergarten. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. A predator smells fear, and I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. When it's not, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress us. I want it all, no less. So come on. Tonight, the WWE superstars' destinies will be influenced by the whims of someone they cannot control. Whether it's defending a championship, avenging the loss of an unborn child, or conquering another legend, their fates do not lie solely in their own hands, but in yours. Tonight, a landmark event will take place. The WWE fans will take control of one entire pay-per-view. And the decisions you make will alter the course of history and the fates of the superstars forever. The ultimate in fan participation. You will decide who deserves championship opportunities. One of these men will face Triple H. How grudges will be settled. What will be the weapon of choice. How battles will be fought. Ric Flair and Randy Orton one-on-one. -on -one. This is your time. An exciting night. An unpredictable this is your chance. It's all about your choice, ladies and gentlemen. This is WWE Taboo, Taboo Tuesday. Tuesday. And it begins right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 65 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the first ever fan-controlled pay-per-view, as it is time for Taboo Tuesday. As always, I am Dave, and as always, joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready to get Taboo on Tuesday? It's a Tuesday, but I thought Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. <laughs> Are you excited? to talk about here's a question for you when was the last Tuesday pay-per-view uh, this Before Tuesday this? in Texas no but in your house beware of the dog 1996 oh, I should have known that that was on a Tuesday we watched that <laughs> we've recorded that for our Patreon I'm looking forward to this pay-per-view though the whole concept I loved it I loved the idea it could work so much better these days as well I think oh especially with the, with the technology with the, exactly. the app Everyone's got the app, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? They, the they have app more or... than 4 million people globally voting for this, allegedly. So, that's in 2004. How, how many more people since then have, have been connected through the internet? That's it, who's got that connection. That seems like, I'd probably say out of this X amount of billions of people that are in the world, um, you probably got to look at, obviously, getting rid of the age and, age and stuff like that, so elderly pensioners. The target market... I'd probably say about 90% of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'd probably say about 90% of them have got access to some form of device where they could vote for something like this. Yeah. Everybody, how many people over the age of 18 do you know that don't have a smartphone? That's what I mean. But you have got to take into account there will be a percentage. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, that's what I mean. It could be massive. I, it, it's weird how they brought it away, especially when mm. your social media platforms like, oh, take it off. That, Oh seven, they, they got rid of Cyber Sunday. Yeah, when um, it was taken off. Yeah, so we was uh, starting. Social media. Yeah, it's weird, weird. 
So, it is Tuesday, October the 19th, 2004. We are live from the Bradley Centre in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. With Michael, only 3,500 people in attendance. It looks like a small venue. Well, if you look at the top of the arena, it's all taped off. Because there's a, there's a second level to the arena, and it's all taped off. But I think the... the no bigger still, than Nottingham. Uh, well, I think, even though it was a, a big arena that was made small... Uh, the, you, you couldn't tell there was only three and a half thousand people there because that sounds like such a small number. Uh, you'd, you'd imagine you'd be able to hear the wrestlers talking to each other and stuff. But there still was pops when pops were needed and stuff like that. The fans did their job. Um, but that was the fans in attendance. How many people, Michael, were watching at home? Um, so by race, we've got nothing obviously to refer to and to compare against with Taboo Tuesday. But the last Raw event, which was Unforgiven 2004, that had 239,000 buys. Who tuned in for the... The first ever in the Ruthless Aggression era timeline, a Tuesday pay-per-view, hyped up last night on Raw, 174,000 buys. Yeah, it's a Tuesday, so people yeah, got work the next day. But 174,000 buys? I think that's bad. People have that on a Sunday, though. Do you know what I mean? I imagine mm. the pay-per-view is still shown at 7 o'clock like it is, I think, around that time. No, I, I imagine... In America. It, I can't imagine it being... I can imagine the Sunday pay-per-views being worse, some of them, <laughs> we've seen I, I feel, <laughs> Yeah, but I feel like if this pay-per-view, because the concept alone would get my intrigue to want to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think it would, if this pay-per-view would have been on a Sunday at a normal time, what felt like an actual pay-per-view and yeah, not just it would have a been brand better. new concept, do you think it would have had more views? I do. Mm, possibly. If it possibly. had been, if they'd have done Cyber Sunday, started with that. Had that on a Sunday. Yeah. Taboo Sunday doesn't just doesn't really no. work, does it? I'm coming for you with Taboo Sunday. Um, now, as always, I watched the Silver Vision version, which I purchased off eBay for £7, which was an absolute bargain, which has a runtime of 2 hours, 50 minutes and 2 seconds. And Mike is watching the network version, which has a runtime of 2 hours, 49 minutes and 52 seconds. So yes, they're, ba they're bang the same. How? What did you get extra seconds of? I don't... I, uh, After the main event of them two hugging? <laughs> Probably just me not pausing it, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I watched them both. Um, I've watched Taboo Tuesday, the network version, a couple of weeks ago, um, and I watched the uh, DVD version a couple of days ago, and there is nothing different. There's no adverts, no DVD adverts, no nothing different whatsoever. Um, the DVD extras, they were quite disappointing as well. You got a Taboo Tuesday promo, a Taboo Tuesday commercial, a home video exclusive of Shelton Benjamin having an interview after his match, and a Taboo Tuesday press conference. Obviously, there, there was no heat or anything like that with it being on a Tuesday. There was no pre-show. Um, yeah, there was there was one home video exclusive. It was fucking bullshit. <laughs> What's but seven quid? I'll take that. Now the big question, Michael, about Taboo Tuesday was if the voting was legit. Mm. Now we were told they were, but this is WWE and they're known to lie. Uh, <laughs> most people seem to believe that they were legit because most of the poll options had obvious outcomes. Now another issue worth noting is the fact that WWE.com's poll only uses cookie protection and not IP protection. Thus, voters can delete cookies and continually input their choices for the show. Unfairly shifting results in the desired direction. So, them schoolgirl votes could have just been king. <laughs> really That's king. why he had the same... Over had that and over thing. and over again. He had that secure lot thing. When he typed his uh, code in. <laughs> That's it. That's it's why he remembered it. <laughs> it wasn't the first time we'd done it. 
Um, and also a question on wrestling fans' mind today was whether or not Shawn Michaels, who's suffering a knee injury, would appear on the pay-per-view. Now, according to Pro Wrestling Torch, um, as of late afternoon, Michaels was indeed set for tonight's pay-per-view, but it's undeniable that HBK will not be 100%, nor will he be pain-free. Uh, but most do believe his injury won't keep him totally off tonight's show. Uh, WWE, they did not intend to fix or change the voting system, so if HBK legitimately cannot wrestle tonight... WB will have to come up with some form of justified scenario. Um, now, you get a second vote. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but then who fights in the tag match? What do the Bellends do? Uh, handicap match. <laughs> you can't complain at that. Benoit would smash him. It's simple as. <laughs> uh, now, speaking of obviously no pre-show, no nothing like that. Um, obviously, on Monday we have the Sunday Night Heat recordings for the following Sunday. Hmm. Um, and a certain Bell Ends wrestled on that show, Michael, and they didn't have a tag team belts with them. So, those people on Raw, washing, Yep. They knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yep, so the main... But the did, main... did the people backstage know who was going to be champions? Well, yeah, that was probably the... That's the kicker, isn't it, Johnny? I mean, that's the, that's the thing that... Well, yeah, they know that the Bellens have lost, but who too? You've got to tune into Taboo Tuesday to find out. So our opening promo, um, we see a video package. Tonight, the WWE Superstars' destiny will be influenced by the whims of someone they cannot control. Whether that's defending a championship, avenging the loss of an unborn child, or conquering another legend, the fate rests in the hands of yours. This is your time. This is your chance. This is WWE Taboo Tuesday. And I'm loving the stage. What did you think of the order? Avenging a loss of a baby, defending a championship, conquering a legend. What, what should have been the, the, the key point in that? Because to me, it felt like defending a championship was the most important thing. That, from a wrestling standpoint, that is the most important thing. <laughs> from real life aspect, the avenging a loss, loss of a child is probably the most important one there. <laughs> Um, it so might yes, what, did, anyway. what did you think then to the uh, the computer board setups or like the, I loved the it. Titan Tron was turned into a monitor, you had a keyboard stage, uh, we had the control centre over to the left of the stage. Um, we see <laughs> it was brilliant. We see Coach here, he gets introduced as the MC and Jerry's like, I hope that doesn't stand for mental case. <laughs> oh King. King's on fire tonight. King he, he was this show. This I will is give like, him that he was on fucking. It's like top King floor. booked. King's booked this show for his own amusement. Well, he's booked the two Divas matches. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we get, uh, so, did you notice, by the way, at the control centre, there was a waveform machine? Yeah. So, uh, I know they're trying to make it look high-tech and, yeah, or internet, and, like, the theme tune was, like, fucking internet signals. And it sounded like shit. Matrix <laughs> version of JR's theme. <laughs> and every time they cut to the answers and that theme was playing... I just kept thinking, is JR going to keep going down to the ring soon? Then? <laughs> um, Coach introduces the Divas and it's time to fulfil the King's fantasy as we find out what their attire will be. Uh, Coach, he asks the audience what the stipulation should be. We get nurses, boo, French maid, schoolgirls, you sick set of fucks. I think all the people... Who cheered and voted for schoolgirls should hand over their internet searches. <laughs> you see how many times they've typed those words into a search engine. 
And the winner is... Da, 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 with 53%, Michael, it's Schoolgirls. The sick set of fucks. I was 30%. I was um, part Sta- of the 30% for Fresh Food. <laughs> 17% for Nurse as well. Stacey, she loves the idea. And uh, Trisha and Molly, though, they don't look too happy. Um, it was weird then how they transitioned back to coach when the Raw theme started playing. Yeah. And now <laughs> I just realised... Oh, yeah, this is just a fucking fancy version of Raw. <laughs> it's just a fancy Raw. But who is Jericho going to face? Okay, as Chris Jericho has no idea who he is about to face, there are superstars standing by in the back right now, all dressed, ready to compete. So we're going to ask the live audience here in Milwaukee first who you would like to see face Y2J for the Intercontinental Championship. Would you like to see Batista? How about Shelton Benjamin? Christian! The Hurricane! Would you like to see Rodney Mack? How about Maven? Or Chuck Palumbo? William Regal or Stephen Richards Rhino Rosie Tajiri or Tyson Tomko now, unfortunately, Val Venus had to be eliminated due to injuries suffered last week at the hands of Kane. But there is one other beautiful man that you can still vote for. How about the coach as your next Intercontinental Champion? Oh, boy. That's unanimous. All right, well, it's fairly unanimous that here <laughs> in Milwaukee, they want to see Shelton Benjamin face Chris Jericho. However, let's find out what the worldwide audience decided who will face Chris Jericho there are the superstars and the results are coming at you oh they're coming right now wow wow Shelton Benjamin an overwhelming favorite 37% Uh, and our first match of the night it is Chris Jericho defending his Intercontinental Championship versus the world um, I love how we had the whole roster su- stood up backstage, all jumping and getting warmed up and sweaty and that. It's so in order for Coach to then run through everyone to the fans to get the reaction. So he goes, Batista, hey, Shelton, hey, Christian, mm, boo, Hurricane, mild, Rodney Mack, boo, Maven, mild cheer, then a bit of a mild boo, Chuck Palumbo. Nothing. Yeah, not a boo, it was a ooh. It was just... <laughs> Crickets. That's all I heard. Crickets. We got William Regal to a mild pop. Stephen Richards to a... (laughs) For a boo for Stephen Richards. Uh, Rhino with quite the pop. I was very surprised by what the Rhino got. Milwaukee love a bit of the war machine. Uh, Rosie, mild pop. Tajiri, mild pop. Kind of in the middle of Rosie and and Rhino. And then Tyson Tonko at the end. Boo! And we find out Val Venus has been eliminated due to being weird as fuck. Uh, but there's it's one more person drugs. you can vote for, and you can vote for the coach. 
And they go, boo. So the coach goes, that's unanimous. The fans want Shelton Benjamin. So let's find out who wins. And we're 37% Shelton Benjamin. So that's two for two. Yep. Where they, they are hoping what wins, wins. Uh, this is where I'm starting to think, hmm, maybe they're just pandering to the live crowd. <laughs> but Batista's second place with 20%. And yeah. then coach got 7% himself. 7% and then 36% or whatever for everybody the others, else. Everyone else. That's all totals <laughs> adding up. So um, we got, well, what, 12 for Maven? There was a report, there was a report released on WB.com with all the ratings uh, of the percentages and Rodney Mack got 2%. <laughs> I mean, probably get People out there, I stopped looking after looking at Rodney Mack. <laughs> I know Maven got 9%. I weren't far off there. I said 12 but yeah, Rodney Mack, 2%. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so it is for the Intercontinental Championship. It is Shelton Benjamin going up against your champion, Chris Jericho. Um, we get chops and woos as Jericho works over Benjamin to start the match. Jericho to the outside as Shelton eliminates him from the Royal Rumble. With a big backdrop, Shelton Benjamin, you're going on to WrestleMania. Did you notice the baseball slide that wasn't fast? It was faster in the ring, mm. but he didn't go fast enough through the ropes. And Jericho had to proper sell it. Yeah, yeah. He proper, you could see him push it when he landed, the barrier. Yeah. Uh, we see someone's brought the two sign to, uh, to tonight's proceedings. Well, we're not far from Canada. And then the two superstars, they have a bit of a cuddle, they get a rest hold, and we see some great signs. I saw one that just said, shut up, George. I don't know who that was directed at, but I hope he shut up. And then another sign that we kept seeing all night was, bring back La Parker. I kept seeing a sign that said, Eugene is my dad. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> All night. It gets Same. worse when we get to uh, Kane and Snitsky because we have Baby Killer, <laughs> Dead Baby or something like that. It's no, like... Best one is the dickhead 10-person sign that just says Randy Orton. <laughs> it's 10 people long. He just says his name. <laughs> commitment, mate. That's what it is. Absolute commitment. Um, back to the match, we get a running in Zaguri from Jericho that gets a two. Back suplex and then a couple of elbows followed up by a dodgy looking suplex. It was like, it was already falling back by the time he got Benjamin off his feet. It was a very weird looking suplex. Um, we get a backbreaker from Jericho while the king he gets excited about schoolgirls later on this evening. Uh, Jericho, he goes up top and uh, Shelton stops him. Big superplex. Uh, both men are down but Jericho gets up before the 10 count. Uh, flying clothesline from Benjamin. Nice Big back body drop line. and a dragon whip gets a two. I thought that was it with Dragon Whip, to be honest. Ah, it's, it's a I'm glad a it wasn't because this match has been good so far with less than 10 minutes build. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Best fucking build of the year. Um, Jericho, he hits a bulldog and sets for the lion salt. Shelton ducks though and Jericho crashes and burns. Shelton sets himself on the top rope and it's a big clothesline lariat that gets him a two. Benjamin though, he misses his stinger splash. Walls from Jericho, but Shelton's on the inside cradle for a two count. I thought that was it. I, I did thought, actually. I thought that would be the like, time to go. Oh, he's, he's got it. He's got it. <laughs> then he kicks out. It's like, oh. Jericho, he goes for a line salt, and this time it connects. It only gets him a two count. The finish it's of the blood. match, we have more chops from Jericho. He goes to the middle rope, puts on the brakes though, but drops right in. To, it's like he, he goes to do a moonsault or something on the middle ropes. It's like he jumped onto the middle rope, jumped off, like tried to do a double axe handle or something, but then he gets caught in the T bone out of nowhere. That's it. T-bone suplex. 
for the one, two, three, and after 10 minutes and 55 seconds, you're new in a Continental Champion. That is how you start a show. Let's fucking go, Shelton. Jericho putting on the brakes. And Benjamin, it is! A T-Bone! A T-Bone suplex! And he, oh my God, Benjamin has won the Intercontinental title! Here is your winners and the new Intercontinental Champion, Shelton Benjamin! Wait a minute, Jericho! I told you this Taboo Tuesday had a chance to go wrong! Do you see what these fans have done already? It's amazing, Sheldon Benjamin wins the, the fans' vote, and he comes here and wins the Intercontinental title. Sheldon Benjamin has defeated Chris Jericho in our first match at Taboo Tuesday. Oh my God! We have a new Intercontinental champion. Do you reckon it was great match? The match was planned to always drop the title or depend yeah. on who won. I reckon the only thing that was planned pre-match was a finish for everybody. What? Jericho goes to middle open, then walks into your finisher. No, uh, what? How did it? Probably didn't finish for every match. So if Batista would have won, it'd have ended up being a Batista bombs some way, like catches him. Well, uh, it could have done been the same way. It could have caught him off the middle open, kicked to the gut, yeah. and then a Batista bomb maybe. But what I mean more is, was the match booked for Jericho to lose the title if Rodney Mack would have won? Uh, well, I don't or, think or, or Rosie would have won. Yeah, but if it's, if it's legit, if it's legit. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. That's how you start a show. Um, I will give that match three and a half Mavens, just like you did. I thought it was brilliant. Aftermath. I loved it. Joko was great. Knew when to switch from heel to face throughout the match because he knew he weren't going to get anywhere being face against Benjamin. And then the show of respect after placing the title on shoulder to shoulder, just so you know that Joko's still a face. <laughs> that's it but I still I do like though how Jericho's always been known about putting people over wanting to put people over happy to do the job mm. uh, and even in like 2004 when his career is still on the on the rise in some regards um, he's putting happily putting people over and making sure you know that this guy is the man absolutely loved it great way to start a show but already though Michael I'm getting a horrible feeling they're just trying to fill time yeah because this is a near three hour long pay-per-view and guess and we have how, so many backstage bits. Guess how many minutes of in-ring action were on this pay-per-view, Michael? So, Uncle Nephew was a fucking short match. Diva Search Bullets was a fucking short, pointless I'll match. I'll add it up for you. There was 78 minutes fucking of in-ring action on a two-hour and 50-minute 50 50 pay-per-view. It should be <laughs> ridiculous. Double. This is Minimum. a three-hour episode of Raw. That's all this is. Yeah. This is... Fucking hell, this is a test for when they <laughs> did change to three hours, in it? <laughs> we go backstage and we're with Benoit, Edge and Shawn Michaels. Todd Grisham, he wants their final thoughts ahead of the vote. Edge says, if there's any justice in the world, he'll walk out tonight with his head held high as the World Heavyweight Champion. Well, he, pro he did what he said. He proved on Raw that he deserves to main event. I, uh, but he should have won this vote. He should have won the vote. Um, Benoit, he feels that people are like himself, sick and tired of Triple H and Evolution. Evolution, Triple H, Evolution. He whinges on and he says, I've made the cunt tap before and I'll make him tap again. And, and Michaels, he'll walk out tonight, world heavyweight champion. And Michaels, he argues that he's not looking for the X Factor sympathy vote. His leg is, is fucked, he's done his meniscus, 
He's wearing the Stone Cold Steve Austin knee brace tonight. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but he's like, if you give me one more shot, I'll do it, and I'll do it for every single one of you. So he kind of he is says, looking for that sympathy. He's been with a bad bat before, and he'll do do it again with a bad leg. That's it. That's it. Uh, we go back to the coach, and we find out who is going to face Triple H in our main event. You'd only presume. As you know, we need to find out what the worldwide internet audience voted on. The three choices. You can't go wrong with any three. Any one of the three. Who did the worldwide audience select? Here's the results. John Michaels with 39% of the vote to face Triple H. He asked the audience, should Chris Benoit win? We get mild cheers. Should Edwin, we get mild boos. Should HBK win? Mahusive we get pop. Mahusive pop with a few boos in there as well. Because people do want something new, and something new is definitely edge. want something new. Uh, overwhelming response says coach as HBK's selection. Michael wins the actual vote with thirty nine percent. Edge just behind him with thirty three percent, and back and backstage Vince is behind both of them, thinking, "Well, Benoit's not over anymore." <laughs> yep. Well, he's going back to SmackDown. I believe he does. I think he probably wants to because that's where that's what happened last time for him. When he was on SmackDown, his popularity just shot up again. There you go. Maybe he does just keep him on SmackDown. A, yeah, he needs a uh, he needs a brand change. Uh, we go outside the arena as Jay and the King run through what we've just seen, and Lillian brings us to the next match. It is your fulfill your fantasy diva battle royal, and I thought it was brilliant how Lillian explaining the rules. She like kind of found it funny as folk that a diva didn't have to go over the top rope. She went, a diva can be eliminated by going through through the middle rope. <laughs> <laughs> The following is a Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal, oh and it is for the WWE Women's Championship, with the rule being that the elimination will occur when a diva is thrown through the ropes, out of the ring, and both feet have to hit the floor. So basically, it doesn't matter if they just get thrown under the bottom rope, the diva is out of here. Um, Michael, I had so many issues with this match. So, oh, you know, when I was younger, you and me both. I was like, ah, oh, sexy schoolgirls, yeah. but I'm not that age anymore. I mean, yeah, seeing Trish and Stacey in their respective outfits was nice. And I mean, seeing them too, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, get, I can understand <laughs> why people want to see it. <laughs> but Jerry the King Lawler, he's one of his opening lines, as uh, I believe it's Trish Stratus that's making her entrance. He mm. says, yeah. I want to go back to high school. Hell, I want to go back to kindergarten. <laughs> that king. You can't say that shit. <laughs> you can't. You've been 2004. How have you got away with saying that? Well, it's, it's professional wrestling. But he's got form. <laughs> he's got serious form. Yep. It's fucking brilliant. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> it's brilliant that Vince allows this shit to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's off the cuff and it's Jerry just thought it would be him fucking funny. <laughs> I don't know. So, Michael, fulfill your fantasy battle royal. How did we get here? So, Trish is champ. And this is a pay-per-view. And they don't know how to write stories for anyone else in the women's division other than Trish and Lita, who's... I'm guessing Lita's still not cleared because she's busy with, you know, being... Raped and losing the baby. <laughs> and we need a token women's title match. So here we are. And the vans have photo from to dress like schoolgirls. That is it. Um, I quite liked how Molly Holly, she came out looking like a teacher. But she's wearing high heels. I loved how Jazz <laughs> was like, 
fuck's sake, I've got to dress in this shit. You but what got me with off. Jazz, right? I thought it was brilliant. She was having problems ripping the tape ripping that was holding up. And it, she weren't ripping no sleeves off, mate. She was taking the tape off because you saw on the second sleeve a little bit of tape that she was pulling out because then you had this perfectly clean cut on both fucking arms. It's like, yeah, that's not authentic. But Victoria, the one time it would make sense for her to do that fucking dance, and she doesn't. No. She, she, she's very awkward in her entrances, Victoria. She yeah, comes so rushing out and stops to her halt. And... Then fake glasses on and just like, I don't need these. <laughs> She's awkward. Snaps the glasses to show dominance. I did like the Miss Hancock vibes from Stacey. Well, yeah, she was embracing the WCW a little bit there. That's for sure. Um, so the the match then, you use that term loosely. Um, I liked how at the start, Stacey hits like a glancing kick and then backs off. Like she really doesn't know what to do. She just knows she's, how to stand there and look she's beautiful. She's got one move. One move and that's you go in the corner and I'm going to show the world my pants. Well, when the camera's in the right place. <laughs> uh, we've got a big We Want Puppies chant. Um, Nydia, she gets stripped uh, by Jazz and then she's kicked out of the rumble. Uh, a lot of kicking divas in this match. Not many moves, yeah. just a lot of divas just kicking kick each other. Uh, Victoria blocks a clothesline and baseball slide, uh, which eliminates Jazz. Yeah, Jazz, she could take a fucking proper bump. Why is she going under the rope? Under the rope, man. You don't go over the top. Uh, Gail Kim eliminates herself, a la Cruiserweight in a rumble. But she goes over the top. I think, well, like, you can't really do that move through middle rope, it'd be awkward as fuck. But Jazz could have still been like, took a clothesline. I, I can take. Over yeah, the she top could took a clothesline over the top. Absolutely. Uh, Stacey with some great selling when she's getting choked by the bottom rope. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Stacey will make a mess out of you at some point, that's for sure. Eventually. Uh, Stacy goes to town on Trish and hits that one move that she knows, and we get a lovely view of her uh, uh, fart box. Uh, Molly with an handspring and uh, saves Trish from Stacy. Double suplex onto Stacy, but Victoria makes the save and stops her from going over the top. And then it's faces versus heels. Stacy, she's back to her pants move as Jerry goes wild. Uh, Trish takes down both girls, uh, both with the hair, and then it's like for the next minute she's just walking in between both girls, and shooting mm. the hair and slamming them onto the mat. Again, not many wrestling moves going on. Um, a double slingshot eliminates Victoria over the top to, rope, um, over the top, and we're down to Stacy and the heels. Yeah. They beat up Stacy. Stacy begs and please, please stop! Ow, fucking stop! Ow! Uh, Trish starts choking her with ribbon. Chokes her, chokes her. Uh, and my Stacey imagination's finds... going wild there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stacy finally fights off the hills and uh, nearly eliminates Trish. Stacy tries too many times in the corner. This time she's going for like a head scissors, but Molly eliminates her. Uh, she technically goes over the top rope as well. Uh, and that, but as she's celebrating, Trish runs from behind, double crosses a pal, and still your women's champion after five minutes and thirty seconds, Trish Stratus. Michael, what did you make to that fucking shambles of a Jerry Lawler porno? Uh, um, 
<laughs> Only because there's one match that I'm giving one star. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I know what you're thinking about, and I will give that point five, and this will better, so this gets a one from me. This gets a one. Uh, Jeffy Lola, he asked if Trisha's panties are on backwards and he needs to go I'll and check as check. we go Great to the players. <laughs> uh, we go backstage with the bell ends and they're not happy about having to face Chris Benoit and uh, Edge. Rob says this is typical US voting um, and he says that they're, they're going to wrestle this match but we're going to wrestle it under protest. English reminds me, <laughs> you guys won your titles from these two. Why are you complaining? That's Just it. do what it you did well, last we're, time. We're, yeah, but he's saying, he said, he asked him that. And he's like, well, last time we were on home turf, which is, he's correct. Yeah, but right. not that far from Canada. Yeah, but they're still not on home turf. They still boot fuck out of him when he Canadianizes French national anthem all the way around. I think it's French national anthem. Canadian national anthem. Canadian national anthem, French. anthem but in their yeah, native yeah. tongue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they don't, they don't fucking cheer. They boo the fuck out of that, so... Ladies and gentlemen, I missed this last night. I'm not the biggest Kane fan in the world, but I hope tonight that Kane beats the holy hell out of Gene Snitsky because coming up next is that weapons match involving Kane and Snitsky King. I got a feeling Kane's going to beat the hell out of Snitsky, but the question is, what will he do it with? Will it be that lead pipe, that chain, or a steel chair? Let's take you back in time and show you how these two men came together. I got myself into a hell of a predicament involving both Matt and Kane. I really regret that. But I don't regret my pregnancy. My baby was the only thing innocent in all of this. And I wanted nothing more than to give birth to my baby. And now, I will never know what my baby looks like. My baby boy was taken away from me. Snitsky took him away from me. It wasn't my fault. Whose fault is it then? I hope that Kane does exactly what he says he's going to do. Snitsky is a dead man. There's a steel pipe or something inside that baby carriage. I'm a bloodthirsty maniac coming after me for something that wasn't my fault. Kane threatened my life. He said Snitsky. Yes, he did me. The only thing dead around here, Kane, is your baby. Tomorrow night, your husband's gonna lose his match. 
just like you lost your baby. We go to the commentators. They lead us to the happenings between Snitsky and Kane. Uh, JR goes, I'm not the biggest Kane fan, but I hope he beats the holy hell out of Gene Snitsky. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be a fans choose the weapon match. Fans choose the weapons. Uh, we get a lengthy promo for Kane and Snitsky about everything that's happened in the last couple of months, starting from Kane raping Lita. Forcing her to marry him. Forcing to marry him. Losing the kid. Losing the baby, now falling in love with him, and now siding, now we've got Kane the face rapey. Um, we go to the coach, and he get, brings us back to the voting. We've got a lead pipe, the fans, mild pop. We've got a chair, mildish pop. We've got a big old steel chair. That's, I use the word steel very loosely with the noise it makes in a bit. Uh, and that gets a massive pop. Yeah. And the, of all the things to get the biggest pop, the one that's <laughs> not been involved in the fucking build. Unless it's uh, like a metaphorical chain, like the chains of marriage or something. But... No, I told you about this before. It's umbilical cord. <laughs> that's what it represents, Michael. The, uh, the lead pipe represents kid's penis. <laughs> the chair represents the 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 labour ward <laughs> and, and the chain that's no, the, the uh, seats for wedding guests <laughs> uh, but what did the worldwide internet audience vote for they voted for the chain with 41% Michael sum it up as quickly as you can for those that this may be their first episode how did we get to Snitsky versus Kane at so, Taboo Tuesday so last over the well, it was over the summer wasn't it Kane a long while ago raped Lita and then forced her to marry him because he knocked her up and he beat Matt Hardy at SummerSlam Snitsky was having his debut match against Kane earlier this month and that led to Snitsky hitting Kane with a chair one of the choices tonight and then Kane fell onto Lita and she unfortunately miscarried a baby so now we have to be sympathetic to a rapist <laughs> then a couple of weeks ago on Raw, Snitsky came out with a baby carriage that had a lead pipe in it instead of a baby. That is another one of our choices tonight. But that doesn't get picked. He then batters Kane, makes him bleed. So how many people have made Kane bleed before? Taker? No. Alan? No. Shane O'Mac? Yeah. Only <laughs> Shane O'Mac and Gene Snitsky have made Kane bleed. <laughs> I mean... One of those things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I love how, as uh, Snitsky was making his entrance, and by the way, his theme tune is slowly winning me over. I love it. Big um, boy job theme, but it's very yeah. Black Label society yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we get a sign saying Baby Killer, and another sign saying Snitsky is a dead man. Uh, we get another sign saying Kane's looking for war. It's like, Snitsky, you're fucked here, pal, because the arena's coming for you and all your dirty bitches. They've all got their own chains, that's what it is. <laughs> um, I loved how Kane, he comes out, he's staring through Snitsky, and then all of a sudden, his wife, she's behind him, she's out here. The commentator's like, why the fuck's Leah out here? She could get hurt. No, Leah's out here to defend the honour of her dead baby. And to help the man who raped her. <laughs> fucking wrestling. I love how the ref dropped the chain between both men. Yeah, got, he's I like, tug I've at it, lads. A tug of war to start. But, you know, that's what they should have done. This match is probably what they should have done at No Mercy 2003 with Taker and Brock. Instead of having it on a fucking pole. <laughs> Just throw a big old chain in between. Yeah. Guys, kill each other. We get big right hands from both men. Kane goes out with the chain. 
Um, Kane goes to town, goes to the choke slam, but Gene bails straight away. Snitsky's not having none of Kane. Kane, he goes to pick the chain up. He swings it at Gene after Gene had already ducked. So Gene, Gene already saw that coming. He came up, fuck it, I'm going to swing it anyway. Uh, Snitsky, he's now got the chain. There's, there's been a lot of, I've got the chain now, you've got the chain now, I've got the chain, but no one's really doing anything with the chain in the opening couple of minutes. Kind of like, see no evil. <laughs> We get a big shot from Kane though, and now he's got the chain again. Um, he uh, smashes the chain onto Gene, uh, and then he, in a really bizarre spot, he wraps the chain round his hand, around his fist, yeah. puts his fist on the turnbuckle, and smashes Snitsky's head into the, his fist. Surely that's going to hurt you as much as that's going to hurt him. And then Snitsky grabs the fucking chain anyway. <laughs> it's just a perfect, and... per perfect example of a quote unquote babyface being fucking stupid. <laughs> and what got me was the first time the chain hit the floor it's like that doesn't sound like metal it's fucking not even good plastic <laughs> um, I loved at the uh, moment where Kane had, it was going for the chain through um, the through the corner of the ring um, mm. and then it obviously Gene Snitsky on the other side of the corner um, at the same corner uh, other side of the post and he just pulls the chain and Kane goes smashing into the ring post it's like that's the first time a one of you has fucking thought about it Use this as a as, as a rope. Use this as a lasso. Sometimes, don't just use that it to wrap around your fist. Clean, shiny chain could be used to pull the opponent to to you. You don't have to exactly. keep hitting them with it. Exactly. But then keep hitting them with it when they're down. But yeah, make sure you keep hitting them with it, or it gets boring. Uh, Snitsky with the chain as a baby killer champ breaks out, and then he starts whipping chain like a government mule over and over and over, and then choked Kane with the chain. Uh, mm. Kane's looking looking in trouble. Like the commentators are a bit worried. They've and never Snitsky's seen a man looking... beat up Kane so much. Snitsky's looking like a monster. Absolutely. As I'm, put, as I'm shouting, over. use the chain, use the chain, he starts whipping and choking him again. <laughs> but did you notice how the crowd were very flat? I think the crowd were kind of expecting Kane to Kane go wild to and have a big Kane beatdown. Yeah, the they crowd were a bit numb. <laughs> They're like, oh no. I think they were more... Baby Kane's killer's getting over. Kane shouldn't be getting beat up like this. Yeah, but also they're, also they're like, well, this is two heels. We, yeah. We're not Lita. We're not forgiving Kane. We're not <laughs> sympathetic to a fucking rapist. <laughs> we ain't cheering for no fucker. Uh, Kane, he finally breaks free from the choke with the chain. But Snitsky, he takes back over with more shots. Snitsky works over Kane in the corner. But Kane reverses with a hard clothesline. Uh, the crowd, they're still flat as fuck. As Kane runs into a boot and a big slam from Gene. Followed by a couple of elbows that gets Gene a two. For what I feel was the first pinfall in attempting the match. Mm. Yeah, um, it's not been many. Not at all. More shots and a clothesline from Gene gets him a two. Uh, back to whipping Kane with a chain. He tries to choke chain, uh, Kane out with the chain, but Lita tries to rally the fans to get behind the rapist and the fans aren't having it. Um, surely though, Kane was tapping. He was. He's choking his with the chain. His Kane's, Kane's the tapping. Three times. Okay, that he was went... a tap. And then he got up. And the referee has not called for the goal tap. Absolute tap. Uh, we get a side slam from Snitsky, which gets a two, but Kane sits straight up. Uh, trading blows, but Kane gets the better of the situation. Both men go for it, and they both hit simultaneous big boots, and both men are now down. It's like, that was a decent-ish visual. And then JR says on commentary that Kane was the favourite going into this because of Snitsky's unknown uh, talents. Surely that would make Snitsky the favourite, though, because... The idea for the first match was you can't prepare for what you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's you don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. Um, Snitsky gets back up and Kane sits straight back up. Uh, Snitsky goes for the chain, but Lita pulls it away. We get a goozle, but Snitsky fights out. Kane he throws Gene over the top and goes for the chain. 
Lita, she's back to playing cheerleader, but Kane gets sent right into the steel steps. A shot with the chair to the throat, and it's like, hang on a minute. Surely yeah. any other weapon should be a DQ. Yeah, I was thinking, right then, so fucking pipes coming out next then. Yeah, because what's, what's the point? Uh, the finish of the match, Snitsky with more shots with the chair. He sets it up around Kane's throat, up to the middle rope, dives onto Kane's throat. There's blood pissing everywhere from Kane. Commentator's like, he's got eternal bleeding. Poetic Fuck. justice. He did that right. to HBK. <laughs> uh, exactly uh, Gene it's weird because then he fucks off as everyone's worried yeah. about Kane and then he suddenly realises oh shit I've a match. been a match I need yeah. to pin him <laughs> so he comes charging back into the ring gets the one two three and then fucks right back off again so then all the EMTs or paramedics they all come out leaders out everyone's feeling sad it's weird because then they go to replays and they come back and it's like during the replays someone said to Lita, Lita, show a bit of fucking emotion. So they come back and then Lita's going, Kane, get her up, get him out of here, get him out of here. Hey, she's uh, getting in the way of him though. <laughs> this fast Kane. She's stopping them from helping him by getting... Oh my God, Kane's bleeding internally. Oh. We, gotta, we need help out here, I guarantee you. Something else. Snitsky has damaged Kane's throat somehow, some way. I, Kane is bleeding profusely internally. Oh my. Yes. Referee's calling for the EMTs. We need them now. Referee has apparently stopped this match and, and made a good call because Kane is hurt. And he is hurt very badly at the hands of Snitsky and that steel chair, not to mention the chain. Kane bleeding intensely in turn and Snitsky's back in the ring back in there for and that watch oh come on Snitsky pins Kane Kane in no condition to continue and I never thought I'd ever say that oh my god oh for god's sakes my god what is I, I, I can't help, I can't help but feel sorry for Kane and for Lita at this moment. We know they lost their baby boy and that was horrific enough and now this. They slap Kane to a gurney uh, and then wheel him down uh, down the aisle and all of a sudden Big Gene comes back again. Boom! And Kane's knocked off the gurney. Kane's fucked. Everyone's concerned of this monster rapist, uh, rapist Kane. Michael, how many stars? How many stars? How many mavens? Uh, for the booking of Snitsky, it would have been a three because they made him look a fucking monster here. But because of the whole lands on chair while this wrapped around Kane's neck and then he thinks, oh, that's enough for me and walks off. How far does he get? How far does he get up that fucking ramp before he's been told? He comes turn around and go pelt He comes pelting it back to the ring. Did Vince just pop his head out of grill and be like, fucking go down there and pin him now? Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Um, I give it to two mavens. It was a, not a bad showing whatsoever, whatsoever, even from Gene Snitsky. Um, I just feel that it was only 15 minutes. Like, not even that, probably just over 14 minutes. I feel like it could have done with five more minutes. They had a lot of fucking time to spare. Yeah. Um, maybe a bit more offense from Kane. Because, you know, it's not like we need coach MC in all night. <laughs> oh, we do. Oh, we do. But yeah, it wasn't a too bad a match, but obviously this field, it's not stopping here, is it? Uh, Taboo Tuesday is certainly not the end point for Kane, Gene, the baby, Lita, and anybody else who gets thrown into the mix going forward. Where's Matt Hardy? Uh, Where's Matt Hardy in all this? Still injured or released? 
Uh, but I think, I think he's still injured at the minute. I don't think the release comes quite yet until the... Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> no, it's after. Yeah. <laughs> after, and then he turns down that slippery slope. Uh, we go backstage with Todd Grisham, who is with Edge. Uh, Edge is still pissed. Uh, he's pissed that he's not been picked. And he says that it should have been me. He says, with all due respect to the tag champions, I've been tag champions 10 times. But that is a consolation prize, and he's bang great. He's yeah. bang great. He should bang be great. fulfilling his destiny to me. But Challenge you for world title. Pissed. And we see the stipulations for our next match. We see the loser could be a servant, which gets no reaction. They could dress, uh, have to wear a dress for a month, which gets no reaction. The loser has to have a haircut, which gets a mild reaction. But more importantly from me, Michael, did you notice that sign that had been confiscated? <laughs> No, which sign? <laughs> it was, I couldn't read it. It was behind. Do you know where they had the uh, the mannequin with the dress on? Yes. Uh, you could see it behind there, so it had been put ne next to the barrier at the corner of the announce table. Somebody had fucking had this sign confiscated. <laughs> I said, fuckers. I'd love to have seen what that said. That's uh, just wrong. So then Coach brings us into our next match. It is Uncle Eric going up against Eugene. Uh, Coach gives it the big end for Uncle Eric as he makes his entrance. Uh, Eugene selling the Snitsky beatdown from the night before. He has a bit of fun with his entrance and with the mannequins, but Eric cuts him off and um, the match gets underway. But before that, Michael, how did we get here to Eric Bischoff versus his nephew Eugene? How can you do this to a family member? Eugene, his dream has always been to do, be a WWE superstar. Bless him. And he's really talented at his job. I'll give him that. Uncle Eric doesn't want to be associated with having someone with Eugene's condition as his family. That's why they want he wants to beat him up tonight, pretty much. Because he's a spazzer. Yes. Because <laughs> Uncle Oak's a dick. <laughs> the end. Let's just say it as it is. Uncle Oak's a dick. Yeah. And do you know what I found thought was quite weird? How we didn't find out the winning stipulation until after this match and not before. Yeah. Why? Very bizarre. And then they try and lie about it as well. It's just, <laughs> it's just one big clusterfuck. So the match, it's very short and sweet. Uh, Karate Kid goes to work on Eugene and JR doesn't think this match will last long and it's like, hang on, this is Eugene that went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Triple H and now he's on, he's the face Always in peril. thinking it's not going to go last long for a bit, Bischoff. Well, no, this was when Bischoff was kicking Eugene. <laughs> it's like, come on. Uh, big kick to the head from Eric. Um, but he shouldn't do that. You shouldn't attack Eugene's head as he kind of ultimate warriors up. Uh, and we get some big shots to Eric. The jacket's off. Eugene runs wild. Big airplane spin. And Eugene Keep fucks going himself. Going and going <laughs> and going and going and going and going. Eugene, he fucks himself a little bit and he just connects with a super kick. Uh, Eugene with the Hogan posers. It's a big boy leg drop. For the one, two, three, Michael, in two minutes and one second. The fucking of, point of that. Of course, Bischoff takes the loss from a Hogan leg drop. <laughs> but it was uh, delivered better than Hogan. Eugene, he puts on Eric's, uh, Eric's karate belt as a headband. Uh, coach, he comes into the ring and he reluctantly finds out what the internet voted on. And we find out getting shaved bald wins at 59%. Yeah. And they told us that first before the crowd. Uh, coach, he does a fan vote and decides that he has to be Eugene's servant for five minutes. Uh, but here comes Vince McMahon. It's boss time. Uh, <laughs> it's boss time. Now put on the dress. <laughs> Eugene. This is I'm not just going to 
gotta wear the dress. Now, the dress. And that's the ugliest dress I've ever seen. Dress. Dress. I've ever seen. Shut up and sit down. I'll knock you out. I'll knock you out. Slut, button it up. Yeah, you slut. Got your business all hanging out. Button that damn thing up. Coach is a himbo. Look at his breast. It's in bigger lumps than my oatmeal. You turned me into this. You look damn good in a dress. Look what he made me do. Look what he made me do. Look what he made me do. Bitch, y'all. Sit back down and finish the job. That's the worst looking what haircut I've ever now? seen in my life, Bishop. Like, Go ahead, Eugene. <laughs> they ought to leave it like that. It looks horrible. Hey, wait a minute. What is this? His hair is turning white. What do we have underneath all of this? <laughs> my God, you know what? You're as gray as a ghost. Look at all of that. You dye your hair, don't you? Uh, you just... dye your hair, don't you? <laughs> so what? So what? What a phony son of a bitch. <laughs> Get your ass back up there where you belong. Get, get, get. Would you trust? We can do commercials, but just for men. Oh, look at, look at Coach. Um, we see Easy E though he dyes his hair as a, a lovely shade of grey coming through as yeah. he's having his hair cut. As if the guy who was in charge of WCW three or four years ago who had grey hair dyes his <laughs> hair. Dyes his hair. <laughs> Who'd uh, have thought? Vince, he turns his attention to Coach and he makes him strip down and wear the dress which Coach obliges and con continues to wear as the show continues for some reason. Surely as soon as Vince has fucked off, you'd fucking whip it off and put your top on. Well, Vince is still there. <laughs> Vince is always going to be there. Uh, I love how Vince went, button that dress up. You've not got all your business on show. You're not a slut. <laughs> Uh, we, get, we get a funny exchange, um, which I thought was brilliant, between Coach and Eric. Uh, Eric's like, you look good in a dress. Coach is like, it's only an haircut. He's like, you're already bald. <laughs> and then Vince goes, he looks at Bishop and goes, you dye your hair, don't you? He's like, so what? He goes, so what, you phony son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, Vince saved this fucking segment. And Vince inside must have been pissing himself. Must oh, absolutely. Himself. Um, as Bischoff, he sends everyone to the back to finish their haircut. Um, and, and he chases Coach away to get back up to the control centre. To be fair, Eugene did a great job with that haircut. It was right. Do you know the whole thing, right? Uh, if we get rid of the match, if we're looking at this from a raw segment point of view, it was funny as fuck. But this was supposed to be a match on a pay-per-view. Funny yeah. as fuck. Didn't last long enough. I wanted to see more rock bottoms and moves from Eugene. Power bombs and shit like that. I was Batter, a stunner at least, batter Uncle Eric. Uh, we didn't get it though, but we got the utter humiliation. So for that, I'm going to give this two Mavens. 1.5. Ooh. Ooh. We go backstage. Again, we're with Edge. This time, he's in the uh, trainer's room with Shawn Michaels, who looks like he's fucked. He's holding his knees, strapping it up. He says he's still pissed, and he knows, and Sean, he knows that Sean knows that he can't beat Hunter, but Edge can. And you took that away from me, you selfish son of a bitch. Ooh. And he's got a point as well. Like, if you're hurt, drop out. He should take his spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Up next, Michael, is Raw Tag Team title time. As your reigning, defending Raw Tag Team champions of the world, Labellens, are going up against Edge and Chris Benoit. Well, no, Labellens are making their way out to England. You notice Lillian 
uh, forgot which part province of Canada they're from. <laughs> it's like the province of Quebec. <laughs> she's just a bit shocked and surprised what she's reading on calling cards tonight. Is old Lillian. Like anything could fucking happen today, I'm telling you. Uh, but no, you got here because the Bellens, they're the tag champs. And as we've said, this is a pay-per-view. And they didn't have a match tonight. Because there's no other tag teams in Raw. Rather than have Benoit and Edge have the night off, we'll make them team up again to face the Bellens. Again. For the titles. Again. <laughs> the team that the Bellens won the titles from back in June. And here we are. And here we are. Um, I quite liked the tag team unity to begin with. We got quick tags from Benoit and Edge as they worked together against Conway. You know, there's, there's that history from... There is. Uh, Benoit, he nailed Grandier with a back suplex followed by a backbreaker for a two count. Uh, Benoit hits a flapjack on Grandier. Um, it didn't look great. It was like a bit of a, a bit of miscommunication, let's say. Very miscommunication. <laughs> Edge, he comes in, he takes control over Conway with a spear to the back while Conway was on the apron. Uh, Conway then goes flying into the barricade. Uh, Grandier, though, he attacks Edge, but Benoit saves his partner outside the ring and JR's like, Benoit's a stand-up guy. Enough, uh, they're looking. They're looking after each other. They're looking well, it after. It took him these. long enough. Tag team unity. Sylvan uh, was jump was on edge for a lot longer than it took for Benoit to get well, down here. Let him beat him down for a second or two before I make save. I, I like him, but not that much. Uh, after a couple of minutes with the heels working together, Edge hits a clothesline out of the corner. Benoit gets the tag, working over Grandier with chops, but Grandier whips him into the turnbuckle, hits him with a forearm. The heel champs, they're now double-team Benoit in the corner with punches, and I'm thinking, this is going to be the moment, this is going to be the turn, they're going to build up to Benoit, and he's going to go for the tag, and Edge is going to spear the cunt instead. That's what I thought was happening. Or he's, he's going to go for the tag, and then Edge is just going to drop off the apron. Uh, the heel champions, they double-team Benoit in the corner with punches, Benoit misses an Inziguri kick, and then avoids an elbow drop, leading to Benoit hitting a German suplex onto Conway. He's then crawling towards the tag, and is this going to be the turn? He makes the tag to Edge, but the referee is distracted, he doesn't see it. Edge is pissed. He he's not pissed, he's just like, fine, alright. Well, he, the ref tells him to get out off. of the ring. He says, get out of the ring. He's like, all right, fair enough. So I'm just following orders. He gets out of the ring and we see him go all the way back to the parking lot. And he, for somehow, mysteriously, there's a car already waiting with yeah. the lights on and the engine lights running. Edge gets in the, the driver's his bag's, side. His bag's, not, his bag's just lying in the hallway at makeup. Gets on the not driver's the side. Room. And he fucks off. And that offensive maneuver is a big time difference maker. Can change the momentum. I think it has changed the momentum here. Conway needs to make a tag or prevent Benoit from making his. Well, I think that's what Conway's got in mind. Prevent Benoit from tagging him. And there's a tag. There's Benoit a tag. made the tag. We didn't see it. The referee did not see it. The referee's got a can't call what he doesn't see, but it's a bad break for Edge and Benoit. Get out, Edge. Benoit, though, 
no fucks given, smashes fuck out of both the bell ends. Uh, German suplexes, all sorts of uh, your Benoit stuff, your, your generic Benoit wrestling. This time yeah. it's two against one, batters him, but puts on a very awkward looking crossface. Yeah, it was um, very uh... quite. I think it was more it, for me. It was Conway who he kind of wasn't leaning back enough with his neck. He wasn't helping the situation, but Conway taps. And your new tag team champions after 16 minutes and 15 seconds, Chris Benoit and Edge. Benoit is the tag team champion. I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm the tag team champion. What did you make overall to our tag team title match and how many mavens? It was a decent match. I'm going to give it a three stars. It was a decent match. Probably the best match Bell Ends have had. Yeah. I I, I, I loved the turn. The turn was brilliant. Everything that happened after Edge went backstage everything that Edge did you know well, that was but... just completely fucking stupid why would he have his bag in makeup why would he have a car already <laughs> running if he all thought, part if of he the plan that, he went to that event that day thinking that he was going to be wrestling for the world title so he would have been in the main event yeah but then once he knew he wasn't in the main event he made a call to Christian Christian's outside keep car running pal because this isn't yeah, going to last this tag match <laughs> Christian probably fucked off as soon as he found out he went wrestling for IC title. <laughs> I know. Imagine going like, all that way. I'm driving. I'm going to go drive to uh, Florida. See what they're do- if they've got any work for me down there. Imagine being like Rodney Mack. Oh no! And there's no open hell that or they're going to vote you. <laughs> or Chuck Palumbo. There's no open fucking hell that he's ever going to get voted. But you've got to come all the way to the arena. Get in your in gear. gear. Get in your gear. And do you know the thing is right. Uh, we, we didn't mention at the start, there was a dark match on Taboo Tuesday. It was Sergeant Slaughter versus Mohammed Hassan. So not even Rosie was... or Hurricane or anybody involved in the IC match has even got a payday. Well, they might have got a payday because they've been on screen. Yeah, appearance but, payday, but yeah, and wrestling a... payday. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking shit. We go backstage. Uh, with Hunter Helmsley, he's still not happy about the concept of tonight that the fans are, it's, a bull, it's bullshit. I'm not having it. It's fucking bullshit. It's a piss tech. It's ridiculous. But Shawn Michaels has got a broken leg, so we'll be all right. It, but he says he's not falling for it and then tells Grisham to fuck off because he's got some thinking to do. So That's is that it. what pretty much rank over Stephanie? <laughs> hey. As it is time for our next match, it is Diva contestant finalists. Christie going up uh, against the loser. Not that Carmella. This is going to be another uh, very unique match, to say the least, here at Oh, Tuesday. yes. Christian Carmella King. I believe in this one. I believe I'm going to love it. But what kind of match will it be? It all started with Christy winning the quarter million dollar Diva search. The winner of the quarter of a million dollar Raw Diva search competition is... Christy, you are the winner of a quarter of a million dollars. The only reason I'm here is because of all of you. Christy, I just want to say congratulations. And you're right. The fans are the reason why you've won. The only reason these fans booed me was because they knew the truth. None of them, in their wildest dreams, would ever have a shot at this. I am the Playboy Playmate of the Year! You're the bitch who robs me of a quarter million dollars. Hey! That's a little spunky. A little hand check there. One day, it's going to be my pleasure 
to watch you get your ass kicked. Now, ladies, this is called The Last Word. Each of you are going to have 30 seconds to tell the audience what kind of match they should vote for you guys to have at Taboo Tuesday. I am not going to parade around in my bra and panties. I will be damned if I'm going to have an evening gown ripped off of my body. I think you all should vote for the aerobics challenge. What I want is what the people want. She's gonna do at Taboo Tuesday when she gets the opportunity to get her hands on Carmella. We go back to the coach who's in a dress uh, for the most drawn out slash fuck. We've got loads of time to fill segment as the Divas make that entrance. But before we get this into that, this is why Michael, we do had 78 minutes of in wing action in it. <laughs> but before we get to that, Michael, how did we get here? So, Diva search bollocks happened. Christy won fair and square. Uh, but not that Carmella. Still a bit salty. Probably because of all gum she's been guzzling in there. <laughs> so now I've got a choice of a, an aerobics challenge, lingerie pillow fight, or evening gown match. Because why <laughs> fuck not? Uh, but coach says uh, they need to get dressed for the occasion. But before they get redressed, they need to get undressed. And coach, he supplied some see-through cubicles for fuck's sake, Vince. Fuck's sake, Jerry. Fuck's sake, coach. Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, so the fact that they have fucking porn music playing when they get <laughs> changed and you can see the silhouettes, it's just... So they go to the crowd. Coach goes to the crowd for the vote. Evening gown match, mild cheers. Aerobics challenge, big booze. Lingerie pillow fight, massive cheers. Internet vote, pillow fight wins with 57%. Obvious poll is obvious. <laughs> and as you said, the Divas, they get changed as Jerry gets overly excited. Uh, yeah, the he's Divas... going to have an heart attack in, at, in this match. <laughs> the Divas finally make their entrance. Uh, Lillian asks the Divas to take off their robes as the match starts now. Jerry Lola goes, oh my JR. And JR goes, oh my indeed. <laughs> JR asks if they've ever called a lingerie pillow fight before. But didn't they call it at Mania or was that Colin Taz? Uh, well, it's the... Playboy uh, Wankfest. <laughs> the Muller Light Playboy Wankfest. Yeah. Uh, I think that may have been Colin Taz. But I'm sure, but Jerry Lawler and, and they, these have done all sorts of lingerie. They've done fucking gravy ball matches and all sorts of shit over the years. This isn't a new They've thing. Long panties. This isn't a new thing, but. Did you notice what referee's been dragged into this again? I did. The, he deserves it. He deserves it for the work he puts in. Jack Doan is your just, official. Just go and have some fun, Jack. Enjoy yourself, lad. Uh, Christy, I love how at the start she ripped out a chicken fillet from Carmella's bra and then threw it to the <laughs> crowd. And then Carmella throws other one at Christy. There's some, there's some dirty neck beard that's going on with our fucking chicken oh, fillet tonight. That, that is framed. <laughs> we have a pillow fight. Uh, feathers fucking everywhere. First, My first fault with that poor fucking ring crew. They're going to sweep all these fuckers up. They don't. 
They don't fucking sweep them all up, no? <laughs> push, just push them to one side. They sweep them under, probably sweep them under the ring, because during the next match, we fucking see them all inside. <laughs> uh, Jack Doan, he's, he doesn't know what to do. He's like, why have they even put a referee in place tonight? Uh, we get a cat fight after an awkward spear from Christy. Feathers fucking everywhere. A shoving matches. We get a mild We Want Puppies chant. And they start um, making some noises that I've only ever seen in some internet videos. <laughs> and tennis. <laughs> uh, smashes fuck out. Christy smashes fuck out a Carmelo of a pillow. And goes for a dodgy as fuck looking pin. Uh, gets the one, two, three. Looks like Carmelo's shoulders are still up. Well, that was something. How many yeah. mavens for that? One. I'm being nice because Christy looked fit as fuck. That's the one maven. Just because how Christy looked. Five minutes of setup and about 30 seconds of match. That's Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, this is, as I said, this is a glorified row. It's ridiculous. Uh, we go outside to the, oh, sorry, uh, 0.5 mavens for that match. Um, it was, yeah, I could see the sex appeal, but we, we already had that with the Divas. We don't need two sex appeal matches. We don't. We don't need any sex appeal matches. We need wrestling matches. No, we still need sex appeal. Well, yeah, we, but that's what we've got the Divas Division for. But, you know, King did have a great line, said that match gave us some personal growth. <laughs> yes, I've got that noted down. <laughs> uh, we go outside uh, the arena as Jim and Jerry run through what we've seen so far. Uh, and then we hear time to play the game. As it is not your main event, which was fucking weird. Yeah. This is definitely an episode of Raw. As Triple H makes his entrance... Um, there's the World Heavyweight Championship is on the line against Shawn Michaels. Michael, how did we get here? So, Alan won the title back from Orton at Unforgiven. Edge didn't get as many votes as Shawn Michaels, and Benoit got even less. And they were the other options for to be Alan's opponent. And the fans are face VK, so here we are. <laughs> Just like that. I love how Michaels is that fucked, he can't even make his entrance properly. He can't even bend his left leg. Yeah. Uh, these are the cons of a fan-voted pay-per-view. Because if you're going to do it as the voting's real and it's real life, fuck, we've got to go with the choice. And the choice is the broken one. But Alan makes his entrance first. I get why Jericho made his entrance first, because he didn't know who was fighting. Alan knew that his opponent was going to be HBK. He could have still... The fucking ego on HBK having to come out second. <laughs> But what a way to make sure that you and your boy are still in the title match again. Absolutely. And did you notice Triple H's entrance video has now had him killing Regal in that hotel room added? <laughs> I've not. I've not. Um, so the match, uh, Michaels, he fights off Triple H early with some punches, but Triple H, he focuses working on the knee straight away. That is the norm for this match. Um, there's like this it's fuck all else Sean sense. can do. Well, this fuck all else Sean can do as well. Do you know what I mean Triple H knows from a from a storytelling standpoint he's got to make the leg worse that's and worse and worse and worse. But that's it's it's that's got to be the story. This fuck all else Michael can do. Michael's can do. He can't put any pressure really on that leg. Um, Triple H slaps on the figure four. Michaels is pleading with uh, Mike Kyoda to not ring the bell. The fans are rallying behind Michaels and Hunter tells Sean to quit. After a couple of minutes in the figure four, Michaels gets his hands on the bottom rope to break the hold. Uh, Under tries... Ca counts. Counts to four. Enough time for him to count to five. Triple H gets out, lets him out of the figure four and says, why don't you ring the damn bell? Because <laughs> they, they never count to five. Never. Um, Hunter then, he tries to send Michaels' leg into the steel post, but Michaels was able to counter by pulling his legs back and Hunter goes flying into the post, which I thought then was going to be yeah. a blade in all honesty. I did. I don't like feeling. We can't do anything major in this match, so we might as well have a, a flare graduate. <laughs> Let's play it. Uh, back in the ring, 
Kicks to the knee by Hunter, and Michaels comes back with a kick that saw Hunter hits the ring post again. I thought, come on, you've got to fucking be bleeding now. Um, it was a very over-the-top bump by Triple H. He does love that. It's one of his favourite bumps. It is his favourite bump of all time, you can tell. Uh, Michaels hits three atomic drops on the bad knee, followed by a clothesline, so the knee can't be that fucking bad if we drop in Triple H onto it. Yeah, but it's not a smart move at all. And but in hindsight... Your knee's hurting. Why use that knee? to hurt because it makes sense it, it may be hurting but it's got a big old fucking stone cold knee brace on it so I'm going to land ah. your asshole on that knee brace that makes sense atomic drop time baby um, Hunter he wants a pedigree but um, the ref got close uh, too close and Hunter pushes the ref away and Michaels hits a low blow uh, that the ref didn't see I was like oh well I suppose but then he when turns you... around and Triple H is holding his stick before he's fallen to the floor he's like Oh, what's happened here? <laughs> uh... Very heelish from Michaels, but when you've only got one good wheel, you've got to resort to that sort of level, that stoop, that low, that heel, heel low blow. Desperate times, desperate measures. Michaels nails a DDT, and then he goes up slowly up to the top rope, and he Why? jumps off awkwardly. Uh, and It's not a good move when you've got a bad leg to hit a, a very shit-looking elbow drop. He's done a lot. But Why would do that if you've got a bad leg? Because you can't jump off. You've only got one leg for you to get your elevation. It it just looks shit. It really it's looks so, shit. It's, it's just for the pop. It got well, a big pop. And I was just going to say, and what a pop. The crowd go wild as Michael's... He's looking for the but switching music. But Batista is there to distract. Michael's punches him to the ground. The finish comes, Triple H attacks, and Michaels nails a switch in music. Um, Triple H is down, Michaels is down. The ref continues to be distracted by Batista. Here comes Edge. Out of the corner. Spear, spear, spear. It should have been me. It should have been me. Triple H with the slow crawl into the cover. JR's going, no, not this way, no. And after 14 minutes, still your World Heavyweight Champion is Triple H, as all we hear is JR just go. Damn it. But Edge returning and shrinking Michaels in half. I am absolutely flabbergasted. Totally shocked. You remember what Edge was yelling. It should have been me. It should have been me. I, I still can't believe it. I mean, can we see? Can we see that? Look at, check this out, JR. Shawn Michaels had us all believing. He was tuning up the band. He did oh, the, the super kick right to the chin. I mean, of the champion. Couldn't have been done any better than this. This is disgusting. Shawn thought all he had to do was turn around and win the title in his You're right, he turned around and was cut in half by Edge. <laughs> what is that? That's all he did, it was just, damn it, and just silence. Um, Edge put HBK down there, not Alan. So what did you make then, Michael, to uh, not main event, a World Heavyweight title match, and how many mavens for one good wheel against the game? It wasn't the best match. It was a shorter version of any, any normal match these two have had. It was nothing new, but the story was just HBK can't walk, Edge should have been there. The story was always was always going to be HBK can't walk. I think he was he was lucky to get out of the match what he got out of it. Yeah, but it was all it always should have been Edge. If it was, if it had been Triple H versus Edge, it might have been a better match. Two point five. Yeah, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a two. It wasn't the greatest, but like I said, they did the best with what they could. And even though it had two mega stars in this, it's only how so far you can go with just name <laughs> names alone and yeah. and works on the and moves on the leg. 
Um, we go backstage. Uh, we see Easy E with his new haircut. And we also see the future Mr. Kennedy. 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 He's who gets told to turn the fuck around and don't be looking at me and my stupid fucking haircut. <laughs> and then in the second, fuck, we've got loads of time to let Phil, fuck, what should we do? We go back to the commentators and they run us through with highlights yeah. everything we have seen so far. Why would you have a video package for a show that you've, we've just been watching that's still growing on? What an absolute fuck fest of a pay-per-view. They, I guess they needed to fill the gap between they evolution and evolution. Gaps. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot. There's a lot to fill between. You can't. You can't instantly go from Triple H and Shawn Michaels to Randy Orton and Ric Flair in your main event. You've yeah. got to find something. But why didn't they flip and have, have the, the Divas match? Carme yes, have Carmella in between. It just. It didn't make fucking sense. What a stupid pay per view. It's time for your main event. And ladies and gentlemen, here momentarily, it will be the Legend Killer Randy Orton versus the legend rick flair what kind of match will this be we're going to find that out momentarily and show you how these two magnificent athletes got together randy orton until you beat the nate survive you'll never be a legend killer Ric Flair, you tell all these people that I'm full of it for calling myself the legend killer? Well, I think you're full of it for coming out here every Monday and telling the whole world that Triple H is the best wrestler in the world today. I know it's not true. I'm pretty sure all these people know it's not true. And Ric Flair, I know deep down inside your heart, you know it's not true either. Which is why it's so tragic to see what you've become. This generation is gonna remember Ric Flair for kissing Triple H's ass. Rick, you ready, man? Rick, did you hear me? I asked you if you were ready. I hear you, but I don't answer to Triple H. Well, I don't answer to you, and I'll be out there tonight when I'm ready. in this no disqualification match for Orton to be one of the contenders to face Triple H for the world title king at Taboo Tuesday. Here comes the champ, and the game is now the Taboo Tuesday pressure. That's legal. This is legal, and here comes Rip Flair. announced at Taboo Tuesday, I've had mixed emotions. I feel pity for the man. I, I'm saddened. I don't want to face the Ric Flair that took a backseat ride with Evolution. I want to face the Nature Boy. It is Randy Orton versus Ric Flair. We get a lengthy promo highlighting what's been going off, but Michael, how did we get here? 
So Orton at SummerSlam became the youngest world champion in history. And because he didn't want to give it, drop it to Allen straight away, he didn't want to hand it over to Allen, he got kicked out of Evolution. So then, after he lost the title to Allen at Raw's last pay-per-view Unforgiven, Tammy Tuesday got announced. Orton was one of was going to be one of the options, but he had to beat Batista. Flair made sure he didn't beat Batista. So Orton challenged Flair to a match tonight, and our choices for this match a false count anywhere match, a submission match, or a steel cage match. Good options and good options. And we go to the fan vote. Uh, submission. The, the fans don't want submission match. <laughs> they don't want submission match. That gets mild boos. False count anyway, mild boos. Cage match. That gets big pops. And we go to the internet and 68% of the fans also wanted the cage match. The biggest landslide tonight. Because they know that Ric Flair plus cage match is going to gonna be bloody good. And we've got Ric Flair in the main event of a pay-per-view with his old school theme music. Do you know what I mean? We're so used to hearing him come out to Triple H's theme or come out to Evolution. It's very rare you get Ric Flair to come out to... Ric Flair main event of pay-per-view. Brilliant. It's not happened in decades. So the match then. Uh, Ric Flair, he opens up with chops. Orton hits him with punches and Orton nails a high back body drop. Uh, Flair nails a low blow, uh, which is legal in a match like this, I suppose. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's the ring. No, Dick, you hit him in Dick. Dick shot, Dick shot, Dick shot. Uh, Flair whips Orton hard into a steel cage, leading to Orton <laughs> blading like a fucking stuffed pig. Um, uh, like a proud papa. Two minutes. It took it. two minutes for Randy Orton to, to start bleeding. Um, I love the uh, the kind of Orton, he knew where the cameras were and he knew we were pissing blood so he kind of stopped for a minute to post to the camera with all this blood pissing down his face. It's such a great visual to see a bloody face. It is. And you know Flair was proud. He taught him well. Absolutely. Uh, more chops from Flair. Orton fires back with punches. Orton whips Flair into the cage and this time it opens up Ric Flair. Uh, when Flair tried to climb out, Orton pulled on his ties to show his arse. But it was... It was entertaining. Right, it's, it's always entertaining with Ric Flair. It's, especially when that white hair turns pink. That's when you know a Ric Flair match gets That's good. It's, it's bloody good. <laughs> um, they battled on the top rope. Orton sends Flair into the cage and Flair crotches himself on the top rope, which another is another, another classic Ric Flair move, which draws a <laughs> massive reaction. Um, Orton works over Flair in the corner, so Flair punches Orton in the bollocks again. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on, Rick. Yeah, it <laughs> um, makes sense. There's no DQ. Just dick shot, dick you. shot, dick just shot. Dick, keep dicking him in the dick. I don't give a fuck. Um, Orton hits a drop kick and he sends Flair back into the cage. Uh, Flair tries to climb up, so Orton slams him off the top into another signature Flair bump. Um, Orton goes to the top and it's a sloppy looking cross body block I think Ric Flair at this point was fucked as well and he's got to do that job of ca catching Randy Orton when he comes down and it wasn't the greatest of landing but that gets a two uh, Flair tries to crawl out of the door when it was opened but Ric Flair uh, but Orton sorry pulls him back uh, the ref pulls Orton back and Ric Flair pulls brass knucks out of his tights and he decks Orton I was hoping he was going to deck him in the bollocks with them in all honesty <laughs> Dicks him in the face. Flair covers, and that only gets a two count. But that was like the closest two count that we've had so far. Like the fans, the fans thought that was it. Um, the finish of the match comes. Ric Flair tries to climb out of the cage again, and there was a chair that happened to be there. But Ric Flair, Ric Flair then drags it, and, and as he gets dragged back into the ring, the, the chair's coming with him. Uh, Flair, he goes for the chair shot to the head of Orton, but Orton ducks that. Nails an RKO, and after 10 minutes, 10 fucking minutes of your main event, ridiculous time, 
Randy Orton gets the victory. Uh, post-match, they're both a bloody mess. Ric Flair's stumbling all over the ring, but then Ric Flair extends his hand for a handshake. Orton shakes his hand, gives him a big hug. Flair can't stand. The crowd are cheering that, but all I'm thinking is, even lose charm, we're back together. So yeah, it's like evolution could come back together. And it could come back together. Triple H is backstage spewing, my friend. Spewing. But, he's like, it's just me and Big Dave now. Big Dave wants to fucking do me in. Yeah, but, you know, strength in numbers is always a factor. I think Rick, I think Rick needs to go backstage and he's going to have a lot of questions that need to be answered. So fucking that about. And Rick will just go, woo, and fuck off. But what did you make, Michael, then, to our main event? Randy Orton versus Ric Flair in a steel cage and a fuck ton of blood. Oh, it was a bloody good cage match. <laughs> that, that it was. Orton, the most recent graduate of the Flair Blading School, graduating with honours tonight. Absolutely with honours tonight. Disgusting amount of blood. And the thing is, though, it's when because that like we all know where they cut themselves above the eye and stuff like that. I think even the slightest nick. Not oh, if you gonna be catch pissing the blood. wrong part, if you cut that artery. Ah, well, if you do our Eddie Guerrero, does that yeah. bleed for days? But even if you do a proper professional Ric Flair School of Honours um, bachelor's degree in blading, if you do it perfect, even the slightest little nick, that fucker's going to piss blood for a long time. And because you know of I mean? all the blood, any... that gets a form even out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to match that with you. Yeah, let's go form havens. And the dirtiest player in the game. He's so resourceful. We saw we saw Snitsky do some serious damage with the chair. Oh. Like, whoa! Whoa! RKO! Or got the RKO out of nowhere! Every tenacious boy! The fight on Randy Orton! Randy Orton! Look at Orton, he's a bloody mess! Randy Orton has paid a supreme price! To step inside the steel for the legendary Rip Flair. But tonight, thanks to the RKO, a bloody and battered Randy Orton is indeed the legend killer. My gosh. God, what a match. What a physical match. What a taboo Tuesday. This has been one of the most memorable nights of my entire career. Doing the thing being here and doing this job. I'm going to tell you something, JR. I came in here tonight actually doubting this Taboo Tuesday thing, but and the, the fans came through. This has been an unbelievable night. It's been fantastic. So that was then, Michael, Taboo Tuesday. So I want to know, as always, I want to know your match of the night, your worst match of the night. And if Taboo Tuesday was a superstar of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would it be? Match of the night, cage match. As I said, it was a bloody good cage match. I don't care if that pun is outdated. It's still good. <laughs> Worst match, as I said, Chris's attire was the only good thing about the Diva Bollocks, so, yeah. And for Superstocks, this was just a fucking episode of Raw, but we out adverts twice as long and less ring time, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was when Donald Trump gets hold of Raw yeah <laughs> commercial free baby fuck it can we say Trump <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the fame yeah <laughs> so are we going with Trump okay <laughs> fuck it yeah I'm going to agree with you match of the night um, 
Yeah, I, I wanted to say on if you had two good wheels, it would have been Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, I think. Or uh, Intercontinental. Or the Intercontinental, yeah. Um, but again, Jericho can make anyone look fucking good, and Benjamin is a good wrestler. So yeah. it's, I wouldn't say, like, like I said, it wasn't a five-star, five-maven classic. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good match. But yeah, it doesn't. I think it didn't have the blood and the gore and the cage and the story and everything else that went into um, Orton versus Flair. So yeah, you got to go that. I think worst match of the night was the harder one because it, it, the women's yeah. all the women's shit was terrible. All the Bischoff, uh, Eugene. Oh, Bishna, ah, yeah. There's <laughs> the a match. Is, though, uh, yeah, if we go in match, not as actual segment before and after, the match itself was terrible. It was over in minutes. So, Joe, you know, you've just you've just changed my mind. Worst match of the night was Bischoff and Eugene. The bollocks that came with it was brilliant, but that can also be said for Carmella versus Christie because the bollocks that came with that at the start was, was <laughs> brilliant. It was, it was a lot the of fucking time filling, but it was brilliant. <laughs> The bollocks that came with the lingerie <laughs> pillow fight. The that come with that lingerie pillow fight. I'm sure there were plenty. On that note, Michael, as always, let everyone know if they don't already where they can find us on all forms of social media. On Twitter and Insta, it's at Ariera Podcast. On Facebook, it's Ruthless Aggression Era Podcast. Same on YouTube and same on SoundCloud, Spotify, all those podcast places. All those places that you're probably listening to this. <laughs> One day, you'll get that streamlined. <laughs> Every episode is different. You just think of, I need another social media platform. <laughs> but Your thank TikTok you. Next. <laughs> is that still going? I don't, you'll find us on Vine at our <laughs> Follow us on MySpace. <laughs> Mike's I wonder on how he's doing that, Tom. <laughs> Everyone's pal. And you can follow Mike on Bebo wearing the Jerry Lola. <laughs> on that note thank you ever so much as always everyone that takes time out to listen to us blabble on about the ruthless aggression era up next will be raw and smackdowns as we lead to our next pay-per-view michael which will be survivor series as always i've been dave that's been big sexy until raw and smackdown peace out people ruthless aggression Sweating my blood too. I'm playing the smell sphere. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. Excess. The sex. Much success. Stress up. I want it all. No less. So come on.